Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Keith Paul Jason, and you are listening to the Fatherhood Rocks podcast. Thank you so much for taking time to check out this installment. I'm going to call this a part of the Lost Files series. Now, what I mean by that is that over the last year, I've interviewed a lot of fathers who have not made it onto the podcast yet. And that's not their fault. It's just because with life being as busy as it has been for me, I haven't had the time to sit down and edit the podcast the way that I want to and do their stories justice. Now I'm finding a little bit more time and I want to go ahead and share some of the great things that they've talked to me about when we've done our interviews. And if I'm just being honest, I don't know what it is, but I really enjoy talking with fathers. I really enjoy talking and and doing all of this side of the podcast. But when it comes to editing, I'm just not in love with the process. So sometimes it takes me a little bit longer to get that content out there. So this Lost File series, again, is just going to contain some of the stories that I thought were, were really, really strong. And I'll begin sharing those in just some shorter installments of the podcast. If you're a fan of gospel music, you certainly know who Marcus Cole is. You probably remember him from when he sang with Commission or some of his own solo projects that he's put out over the years. But Marcus has an amazing story about the time that he learned his son Dorian had diabetes. And I'm going to let him walk you through what that scary time of life was like. Yeah, that was a... It was such a strange time. You know, in the black community, diabetes was known as sugar. Um, and whenever I heard sugar, I had I was totally oblivious as to what it was. Not connecting it to diabetes. Even if I had connected it to diabetes, I didn't even know what diabetes was all about. But for some reason, it's prevalent in the black community. Um, so my son, Dorian, was about nine years old. Um, this one particular week, he had... Um, he had been sickly, and it looked like he was losing quite a bit of weight. And um, he was he was using the bathroom frequently. Like we would we would go to a restaurant, he would use the bathroom, leave the restaurant before we got home. He'd like have to stop like desperately. I got to stop. I got to stop. And we paid no attention to it. We had no reason to, or at least no point of reference. So this one particular weekend, he was getting emaciated. He was just looking really thin and frail, and we didn't know what was going on. And he wanted to go to, go to church with me that morning. I told him, no, nah, no, nah, son, stay here. We're going to take you to the hospital the next morning. Sure enough, the next morning, we take him to the hospital, and they get him on the table. They're looking at him, and there's one particular doctor who's, who's coming through, and he's saying, um, uh, any history of, of uh, high blood sugar? Or, 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 or diabetes? And I'm going, no, because I don't even know what that is. Okay, so he's coming back through, and he's doing the same thing. Any history of diabetes? I don't know. No, not in my family. I don't. My father didn't. I didn't. Whatever. So um, they realized at the hospital we were at, they couldn't treat this. So I stepped out to go get some gas because I knew I would have to drive to Detroit. So I went and got, I went and got gas, and when I come back, uh, oh, just, just for some... Backstory a little bit. Dorian had been incredibly thirsty, which is now I know is a another trait. But yep. and so they were giving him these small cans of Sprite in the hospital. They were giving him these small cans of Sprite, not Diet Sprite, Sprite Zero, but they were a knockoff Sprite, but still. And so when I got back, I came into the room and Dorian had this really weird glazed look in his eye where he wouldn't focus in on me. And I would say, hey, you all right, bub? And he would smile in this really weird way. 
And then the doctors come in, they rush in and they say, well, we got to take him to the, to the hospital. The ambulance is here and we're going to go ahead and, and move him over. And that's when I heard the doctor say, no, no, I'm sorry. I heard the nurse say, we got to bring him down really slow because um, his blood sugar is at 1,100. Mm. And uh, they said he's inappropriate. They kept saying he's inappropriate. And they said, if we don't bring him down. So that's when I asked, like, whoa, whoa what's going on? Why, why is that a big deal? And they explained to me why that was a big deal. Like, 1,100 will cause an adult to go into a diabetic coma. And he got brain swelling and won't be the same. So they load him into the ambulance. And when they shut the door, my wife had to take the kid, the girls, to school, or at least take them home. And, but when they shut the back of the door to the ambulance, that's when Dorian went into his first fit, uh, where he began to writhe and contort, and obviously it just got the best of him. So um, it, was a, it was a scary and tumultuous day. We are zipping through the highway, going to Detroit, Children's Hospital, and um, I'm praying like feverishly. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what's going on with my son, but I'm back there like just straight, whatever. And um, we get to the hospital, he calms down a bit. We get to the hospital, they take him out, put him in, and he goes into his second episode of the same thing, and I'm praying over him. And it was interesting because mostly, you know, doctors, they'll tell you, you know, can you leave the room while we deal with him? But they didn't stop me. They were like, keep praying, Dad. <laughs> so, so I'm praying over this kid and everything. So instantly he comes out of it and he's like, can I have some? He, you know, he asked for a, a Slurpee. He's like, can I have a Slurpee? I'm like, what? Do you realize what you were just doing for the last half hour? So anyway, it was weird. The whole eve, the whole weekend or whatever it was, was just scary because we went to the hospital with this perfectly, seemingly perfectly, you know, fit kid. And we come home with a diabetic son. We don't know anything about that, about insulin. He's type one, he's juvenile diabetes. It's not pills, brother. This is freaking insulin three times a day. You feel me? This mm-hmm. is like life changing. He can't eat this, he can't eat that. And if he does, he has to cover it. And, and it's just blowing my mind. So my wife and I have to learn how to treat, live with, support this diabetic kid. Wow, man. I know that's an awful lot to take in at one time. And I remember this time of your life and just how scary it was. But I'm so glad that it's something that Dorian was able to pull through. Now, I can only imagine just how much of a transition this must have been for your wife and for you. So can you tell me a little bit more about what that transition looks like? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, just just things like um, how many carbs um, in the food that we made. Um, Luckily, in this day and time, we were able to go online and um, get the carb information um, from the because you know carb has sugar and all that kind of stuff. So the more he eats carbs, the the, the higher the sugar goes. So the insulin, his pancreas doesn't create insulin at all, unlike type two. So we have to offset it with that. So there was a certain ratio of the insulin. And then there was a shot that he took at night that was a basal shot that kept him at a level. So he has to take that shot and then the three during meals. So he's he's sticking himself like crazy throughout the day, right? The one at night and then the Novolog, the Humalog and the whole thing. And so around the house, 
it's hard not to keep the cookies and the chips and all that kind of stuff around there because you know we got the other two girls and ourselves for that matter so <clears throat> what we struggled with was not depriving him of those things because as a kid this feels like a sentence a death sentence it really does it feels like why am i being punished this way and why can't i have these these other things that you know the candy right halloween kids want to just freaking od on candy and he felt like no but you know i started explaining to him like you know what you know we wouldn't let you eat that much candy in the first place right so let's not look at at it this way and the older he got i started i saw we were a Christian family. The older he got, I saw his faith. How do I say it? Because he's getting older, so it's not like his faith was there. But I think I saw his faith at bay. So he stood on the fringes of faith or believing. Because to have a father who's a, uh, a minister and all this other kind of stuff, and to hear constantly in church how God will heal you, deliver you, and all that kind of good stuff. He started feeling like, so what's wrong with me? And I saw it. I saw it in him. And uh, so we didn't want to deprive him. We just said, eat what you want to eat, but cover it. Well, that's tough. Mm -hmm. Because when you start eating all this stuff that you want to eat, just as, I mean, even adults forget, oh, I'll catch it later on. And all of a sudden, throughout the day, your blood sugar's just inching up, inching up. And you know, one of the characteristics of, of, of high blood sugar is, 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 a, is a bad temperament. And so you get very short, you get very irritated very quickly. And so we would notice that. So here's the deal. We're dealing with this teenager, right? And we don't know if he's just being a jerk <laughs> as a teenager or if his blood sugar is high. And so we would be like, uh, did you test? But we didn't, what we didn't realize was that was taking him off too, right? So he goes to school and the teacher's like, Dorian, did you test? And he's like, um, yeah, and that makes him upset. And so we were dealing with like, oh my God, we can't win with this situation. Cause it's like, either way we go, like we're ticking him off. And then when we took him to the doctor and his A1C wasn't right, then they would make him feel worse. Like you gotta take care of yourself, you must. And they would scare him with like, you know, this, uh, this would happen if, if your A1C stays high. So that's pressure, yo, that's stress. That's like for a teenager to have to deal with. Um, so I just told him, I said, hey, we're going to beat this. But the way we're going to beat it, if we're going to be healed, we're going to have to do what's natural first. We're going to have to take care of the medicine part of it. We're going to have to deal with it, stay on top of this diabetes so that it doesn't take you down. And, and Because you can't be healed if you don't do your part first. Square business. You can't be healed of it if you, can, if you don't do your part first. And I, I just believe that. I'm crazy stupid enough to believe that the Father can heal diabetes. And it's not just because he's my son and, oh, I don't want him to deal with this. But I believe, absent of everything else, I believe that that's the case, that, that the father can heal diabetes. If I don't believe that, then I might as well cancel everything else, right? Mm -hmm. I might as well believe anything, everything else that has to do with healing, I might as well cancel all that kind of good stuff. Um, so anyway, I digress. There, there were dietary things that we still to this day have to, you know, kind of watch and whatnot. But we didn't make huge changes. We probably should have. <laughs> But we didn't make huge changes, you know what I mean? But we were just more careful. Awesome, man. So how's Dorian doing today? 11 years later, bruh. He's managing it. He's in college, you know, um, driving and musician, you know what I'm saying? But, he's, you know, he's alive. He's a blessing. And, 
you know, we just we we just deal with it. And it's still a challenge. So there you have it from Marcus Cole, the time when he learned that his son had diabetes. Listen, fatherhood will not always be sunshine and roses. It's not always going to be a great feeling. There will be times when you will be tested, when you will be challenged beyond what you thought you were able to take care of. But you'll also find out in those times, the chances are you're stronger than you realize that you were. I think we heard a great example of that from Marcus throughout this story. Now, if you might have some questions about diabetes, I will not pretend to be an expert on the subject, but I do want to let you know that you can check out diabetes.org and learn an awful lot about that. Or if you have any concerns, please, please go see your doctor if you're able to do that, just so that you can get everything checked out. Also, I mentioned earlier Marcus is a singer. Um, you can check out his single on iTunes. This is the most recent one. It's called Lasting Arms. Again, that's Marcus Cole and Lasting Arms. You can check that out on iTunes and pretty much wherever else music is. So this is the first Lost Files episode, and we're going to bring it to an end. But please remember to like, subscribe, rate, share the podcast. Tell people about the good news, because as you know, Fatherhood rocks. <laughs>